Hi, and welcome to Your Essential Stories podcast. This is Katrina Jones and Shelby McAuliffe, and we are a mother-daughter team and co-founders of Your Essential Stories. Our heart is to help you take the next step towards more intuitive moving, eating, and living. It is our desire to live out the greatest expression of our lives and help others do the same. Right, we're live. Hello. 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 <laughs> All right, we've got Facebook and Insta up and running. So welcome everybody. Welcome. So welcome to the Your Essential Stories podcast, um, where we want to inspire you to live the fullest expression of your life. Yeah. By living more intuitively, eating more intuitively, and moving more intuitively. And asking questions. <laughs> That's our new sideline and asking questions. (laughs) Um, So this month we have really been focusing on um, doTERRA and who they are as a company and why we've chosen to partner with them, Um, specifically as it pertains to our story. We didn't want it to be something that was too thought out and planned. We wanted it to be something that came from our heart. Um, But we, and if you miss some of that content, we actually have that saved to a highlight on our Insta, in our Insta profile. <laughs> blah, 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 we blah, also blah. turned hey, it guys. into a podcast and it's on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> so there's, it is there for you to consume wherever you want to consume it. So there's lots of places that you can um, access that content. But we also felt like this month was about new beginnings. And so today we wanted to take some time to really kind of flesh out what that means Mm -hmm. and also share a little bit of our story um, and kind of introducing ourselves to everybody because it's been a while since we've done that and since we've really gotten all this started and we've had um, some new followers. And so you might not know who we are or what we stand for. And so we really- Why we're doing this every week. Or why (laughs) we're doing this. And so we just really felt like we wanted to do that today. Um, and to be honest, I feel like the phrase new beginnings is still unfolding for us. Um, but I feel like that's how that happens. Like we get a vision of, or, um, a a phrase or a word that kind of guides our month. And then as we move through the month, it kind of ends up being the theme of our revelations. And well, the, the interesting thing about these words that we get too, is that it's not just a word for a business or, I mean, it's all encompassing. It's like the word that rises up in our spirits about our personal journey, where we're at. Like we feel like there is a new beginning arising within us. There was an awakening happening. And um, so when we share that statement, that's we're sharing our journey with you raw and real as it is coming up. And these are the words that are coming to us. And I believe, I never believe that it's just about one person. I feel like whatever is going on with us, there are others that are feeling that same thing. And maybe you don't have a word for it, you know, like you're, and but you're drawn to it. You hear us and you're like, oh, that is what I am feeling. Right. And, you know, I think that that is so cool how we can, um, really inspire one another and be on the same wavelength. Yeah. We've really kind of started collecting voices that are (laughs) like all on the same wavelength and they share something and we're like, Oh my gosh, that's what we were thinking. And it causes even more revelation and more like, (gasps) I mean, it's so cool. I do think that it's really fitting 
that a month about awakening, which is what our month was about last week, is followed by a month of new beginnings. Um, because what I've realized is that awakening is often the catalyst for a lot of things to come to an end, mm -hmm. kind of naturally. And it's like what mom has been talking about, a newer model replaces an older model or makes the older model obsolete. Yeah. And it's such, These a, it's such a foundational like principle. Yeah. That that thing comes up all the time. And and those endings really create space for new beginnings. Mm -hmm. And I see that play out over and over and over when I look back on my life and in my story. I've done a lot of really just sitting with different aspects of my story. And I think it's really interesting because every time I look back, my perception of it has completely changed. Mm -hmm. Because you've changed. Mm -hmm. The point at which you're looking back has changed. I have to say something, too, you said about making room for more. I mean, that is truly a natural spiritual law of the law of vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum. And this is why it is such a uh, life-enhancing thing and energetic thing to get rid mm -hmm. of things like even physically you know you clean out we do spring cleaning we do all these things and what is that wonderful feeling that comes up in you when you spring clean but it makes room for more right for better and this happens um in our lives as well and as we're processing and letting go of the past not stuffing it right but processing it, because that leads us back to our previous podcast talking about nothing is wasted, right? right? Nothing is wasted. But when we journey through our past in a healthy way and we're able to let go of those things, learn from them, um, and then we learn even more as we're going forward, then it makes room for more. Right. But I really resisted that for a really well, we long all do. time. We all do. Because um, we're, what... we're, we're afraid of anything but I, it wasn't that I was afraid. It was that I just didn't even know what I didn't right, know. Right, like, right. I just, I feel like I spent several years just really stuck because I didn't, I couldn't see the way forward. And it wasn't that I was necessarily afraid. To be honest, I was grasping at straws right, for anything. Right. I just wasn't in the right circle. I wasn't hearing the right voices. And so there was a lot of clarity that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Um but what I've really come to in the past couple of weeks as I've sat with these things in my story is that when you hold on to the last chapter, you're actually denying yourself your new beginnings mm -hmm. um, because your next chapter is being written. It, it just yeah, is. Yeah. Um, but it's either being written by the cycles of thought that have dictated your past or it's being mm -hmm. written by you. And you have to decide. Right. And a lot of times those cycles of thought that have written your past have to be rewritten in order for you to take control of the narrative. And do you want to relive the past over and over and over and over again? Or do you want to create, what do you want? What do you want to create new in your life? Because it is going to take that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I think that's why my story has been so much on my heart lately because you know, when I, when I share my story about, you know, how I was introduced to doTERRA essential oils and why I made those changes, all of that is true. And all of that is worth talking about. But the part that is constantly coming alive to me is that those times in my life 
before I had kids and before I was married were really setting me up for this time as well. Mm -hmm. They really end up being part of my why as well as my kids and my my husband. And that's something that's really just starting to develop for me. And I think that's why I felt like, you know, we really need to share our story and talk about who we are. Um, and what's led us to this and what's led us to this point, because it's been a lot of different things (laughs) (laughs) and multiply hers double for me since I'm double your age. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I'm still, you know, I don't think we ever stop coming up against those things and growing in self-awareness and, and addressing the past and moving. It's a constant flow and it's a constant thing that's going on and and it's exciting mm-hmm. because it brings new life you yeah. know well and it it means that now I can look back on a time of my life that I previously was really ashamed of mm-hmm. and I can actually see the beauty in it mm-hmm. and how it brought me to this place and how it prepared me to even make those changes in the first place right you know right. um so what led you to Oh, I hate it when you do that. <laughs> I just do so much better interrupting your thoughts. <laughs> you just like, focus in on me. Well, now it's my turn. I get to interrupt your okay, thoughts. Okay, okay. So what led me to doTERRA mm-hmm. or, yeah, okay. How, how far back do we want to go? <laughs> I know that's always, it's kind of like when people ask me where I'm from. Where am I? We've moved around a lot. Yeah, so I'm always yeah. like, I think we may have to do one broadcast that really dives into like our real full history. Mm-hmm. Because I think it helps you understand why we have this dynamic and where this all okay, came from. Okay, well, if you could choose three things. Three specific moments <laughs> that really changed the trajectory of your life. Oh my gosh. Or of this journey. Really? I don't think it's that hard. I think one is your son had a brain tumor. Okay. Well, if we're going to intersect there, it's just so hard because I go, I look at my whole lifespan and just think I can think of five or six major things that happened in my life, but um, they got me on this particular path, Mm -hmm. um, which was really a natural overflow of where my heart already was. I didn't even know what I didn't know. So um, what got me here was my child, um, Samuel, my youngest. So Shelby's my oldest. They have four children and, um, Sammy is our baby. He's 15 and a half now. So he's not like a baby. You can (laughs) six foot four, big baby now, but at the age of, well, really honestly, his whole younger years, um, he was always super clumsy. He developed fine that first couple years, but he had health issues that just kept weird ones that kept arising. Like um, looking back now, I know what they were, but at the time we didn't and the doctors didn't, but he had some lymph nodes that swelled up really big when he was two years old and um, they gave him antibiotics and it got worse. And so it moved down to under his chin and all the lymph under his chin had swelled up. They gave him more antibiotics and it got worse. And then it began to grow staff. And he, I mean, he literally just had these, we have picked Christmas pictures of him at two and a half years old with this, this thing. And we, we went on this trail for probably two months going back and forth to the doctor. They gave him a $500 liquid gold antibiotic supposedly, and everything got worse. They lanced it. It got worse. So they wound up sending us to the Bonner's Children's Hospital where he wound up having, seeing a disease specialist that, 
you know, ended up diagnosing it as a microorganism that doesn't respond to those things. And so they had to um, get the staff under control, then remove the infected tissues. And then he seemed to be fine. But um, he always had weird things like that going on. He fell a lot. He has scars all over we his used face. To call him Scarface. Yeah, yeah. So by the time he was age six, so he went to kindergarten the first year. And we just, I noticed as a mother, it was one of those things in your heart that something doesn't feel right, but you don't quite know what it is. And um, he just didn't, like, he was smart, but he didn't seem to be physically where everybody else was. He, he never was able to hold a pencil that entire year correctly. Um, like, he just struggled with it. And then towards um, a couple months into kindergarten, he just by himself had switched to his left hand. And I thought, oh he's probably been left-handed. We've been maybe not realizing it, forcing him to be right-handed, but it, then it turned out that he had a brain tumor. Um, I won't go through all the details of that, but that we were, that kind of came to a crescendo and, and we found out that he had a brain tumor at age six. And that time period actually weaves in with my story yeah, yeah. <laughs> emotionally in, in really big ways, but um, yeah, but it's you, just- it's, You were a sophomore or junior? sophomore sophomore it's it's just interesting hearing it from your perspective mm -hmm. because my my experience I didn't know any of that like yeah. I kind of knew what was happening but I didn't really know what was happening right. you know it was just a very emotional thing for me yeah. yeah um that took me a long time to actually deal with and process and process yeah, absolutely yeah. so as a mom though that was a it was a scary thing but um we, we got through it. He wound up having brain surgery. We were pushed really quickly into that. Um, there, I look back very thankful that we were never forced with the question of chemo or anything like that because this type of tumor didn't respond to anything like that. It was only could be surgically removed and they weren't able to get it all. And so he still has a dormant part of that tumor in his brain and it affected the whole right side of his body. So it damaged um, the nerves and stuff in his fingers. So he has larger body movements, but to like individually, if he concentrates really hard, he can do something with his fingers. But for the most part, he holds that like this and he limps, but that has not stopped him from anything. And he's doing wonderfully, but um, three years post-op. So we did a ton of rehab. He he had to learn to speak basically all over again. He was like a stroke victim and it was like starting from scratch. Like he'd gone into the second year of kindergarten and then everything just went like that. And so we had to take a lot of steps back and um, he went through probably six to eight months of intensive rehabilitation in all those areas and still wasn't where he needed to be to, to excel in school. So I wound up homeschooling him for three or four years because I just knew as a mom, I just had this inner fire inside of me that he would not be, he would not fall through the cracks of the educational system mm -hmm. because they weren't going to be able to take the time that I knew he could learn. He just needed time and he needed it broken down over and over and over until he could, you know, build those new synapses. So um, that's why I brought him home and homeschooled him for several years. And then we ended up in Michigan. Um, my husband had lost his job again, a lot of trauma going on in the whole family while we're dealing with all this. My husband lost his job. We ended up living with grandma and grandpa, which was a blessing. That part was just an incredible blessing. But one day um, while homeschooling him, he um, 
ex exhibited something that looked like a stroke and that he was dying, but it was actually ended up being a seizure, but it, he went code blue in the ER, which was actually more scary because this was so out of the blue. And so we had, again, Shelby was there with me that day. She, she went through a lot of this and um, I wound up in the ER and alarms going off, even with him hooked up to everything. We wound up life flighted to Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. Um, they had forced his body into a coma because they could not stop the, the, the seizure activity and it was constricting his breath. Um, and so when they got him to Labonner's, they, a team pulled him out of that and um, started throwing around the word seizure, even though it didn't look like any seizure I had ever seen, but I guess they can present in lots of different ways. And of course, there wasn't a lot of, what my frustration as a mother at that point was that there wasn't a lot of exploration as to why. I want to know why. You know, I think why questions are really, really important because they help us get to the root. I was not someone that was just going to sit there and accept, okay, this is what happened. We're not going to figure out why. And then you just take this medicine and that's it. But that was pretty much all that they were offering to me. They were literally sending us home the next day with seizure medication and no other answers. And I was very upset by that. And um, it, it was something in my spirit that, of course, we took the medication because that was terrifying and no one wants to go through that yeah. again. And that was in that acute situation what we needed to do. But for the long term, there was a fire inside my spirit that was like, this will not be my son's life because I just already kind of was at the place in my life where I understood how things worked in the medical system. I was grateful for the emergency care, but when it comes to long-term care, there's a lot of brokenness in the, in the medical system and there's no end game. And I want to talk about an end game. Like how do we, how do we address this <laughs> internally? Well, and specifically the point that always sticks out to me because for a long time, he and I had a pretty special bond. I just kind of looked at him like he was my baby. Well, you're the oldest. I'm the oldest and he's the youngest and he was my baby. And we were kind of two peas in a pod. And I, the, the thing that sticks out to me is that they wanted him to be on this medication and they told you it would probably change his personality. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who have not met my little brother, he is a unique bird, <laughs> but his innocence is untouched. It's ab and it's always been that way. It's just always been that way. And so um, I think that is the part. Now that I'm a mom and I know you the specific personalities in, in my own children, that's something that would really stir a fire yeah. in me. You're yeah. telling me that this is my only option. And I'm going to basically lose the child that I right. have. It really was because I felt like I was being pushed in a sense and against a wall because here he'd gone through surgery and lost a lot from that. You know, he was definitely walking away from that situation initially at age six, having lost mm -hmm. some things. And he dealt with it. We dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? We were, you know, I'm all about overcoming every obstacle. That's just how I'm wired. So it was like, yes, we're going to move forward. But this was like, okay, we're going to push you a little bit further because now the thing that I always held on to with him was that in spite of having lost that physical stuff, like you said, he had this specialness to him because of what he had been through. I have to assume this innocence, this mm -hmm. tenderness, this openness, um, 
that a lot of kids lose at a certain age, but he doesn't. He still has it to this day. Yeah. Just a really special creature. And um, that, you're right, was just a super big fire inside of me about, okay, number one, there has to be an end game. And number two, you're telling me they did. They sat me down and said, now these are all the possible side effects that happen with this type of medication. And of course, I've had family members, I've had friends that have dealt with this. So I knew it to be true. Right. And, um, I, I, it was just something rose up inside of me. Like, we're going to take this right now. This, this will not be his life. I will do everything in my power as a mother to fight for his liberation from this. There has to be something, there and has to be a way. What you didn't know at the time is you were laying the groundwork for me to come later. Yeah. I mean, you were really setting the example. Yeah. Don't I was it all teary eyed. I'm not. I'm just saying I I think but it goes back to our guiding mission of what we do and that's trusting our that inner voice, trusting right. that intuition. You know what we're teaching you is because we've been walking this. And that was a situation that in the moment we all feel scared to follow that because what if we're wrong, right? Right. But what if you're right? And I, I've learned to trust that voice by not having listened to it several times and it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I knew that I had heard. I knew to trust that. And I let someone talk me out of it. I let fear rise up. I let my insecurities rise up and I talked myself out of listening to that voice. But this was a situation where uh, I was not going to be talked out of it. And I intuitively followed my heart on this. And so that's where our guiding mission for what we do, that's the heart of it. That's where it's coming from. It's not something we just decided, hey, let's say that this is what we're about. You know, there is something there. There's meat that this is coming from. Right. So um, anyways, that is just to finish that story. What led me from that point was in Michigan after having gone through that experience, I came home from the hospital and just began um, doing what we teach you to do. I asked questions. I searched out answers and I kept searching and I kept searching until I had a better understanding of what was going on and what were some things naturally that we could do to support his. I had at least the infantile understanding um, that it seemed common sense to me. I don't, I didn't know then what I know now, right. but I at least understood that it seems like you should do something to help your body <laughs> instead of taking something that could potentially harm it or hurt it. I, that was my basic, basic understanding. So I just followed that instinct and we tried a bunch of, we tried several things that weren't, weren't going to hurt to try and they didn't really do a whole lot, but it kept me, I didn't stop. I still kept looking and, um, and eventually it led me to doTERRA actually through a friend, mm -hmm. um, who is, was it, I respected her life journey very much, uh, spiritually as a person of integrity. Mm -hmm. And then also she took care of herself. She was older than me and she was in great health and she was already, very much followed that path. And so um, she invited me to a home class to hear about essential oils. And I had never, ever heard of that word before, ever. In all of my research, I'd never heard that word. I knew of homeopathic. I knew of herbs. I knew of all the stuff, but I'd never heard about essential oils until that day. And that day, looking back, 
I really just went to that class because it was something to do. <laughs> and it was a group of friends we enjoyed and I loved learning and we were, I was going with my mother-in-law and it seemed like a fun thing. So I just went, I had no preconceived ideas or notions when I walked in the room. I was just open to learning whatever they were talking about. And she began to talk about frankincense specifically. And my heart began to just, I don't know if you guys have ever felt that when you just know that, you know, that you know something and inside your heart starts to just do this. And it really did. Like there was something inside of me was like, pay attention. This is what you've been looking for. And she began to talk about frankincense and its ability to pass through the blood brain barrier and how it's being used in with neurological and brain issues. And there were no claims. There were no crazy, like, it's going to cure all, none of that. It was just knowledge. It was mm -hmm. just helping us understand a little bit more about our bodies and about how these things work. And it just lit a fire of hope inside of me that I had really, really lost in a lot of areas of my life. And I had no idea that night, looking back, would change the entire trajectory of my life and fulfill a purpose in me that I've had since I was a little girl, because it never ends with just finding an answer for yourself. I could never be satisfied with that. Like I have always had this intense hunger and heart for hurting people mm -hmm. and wanting to see them not hurt anymore. Yeah. And I wanted so badly to bring healing to the world. And I had no idea how to do that or why that was in me. It's actually really interesting that you say that because um, one of the things that I was pondering about that I haven't really shared, I have I have shared um, a little bit about my story this week via posts and stuff like that. Sit up straight. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, You're so tall and beautiful. Um, but it's interesting that you say that because something that has come up for me is that you know, do you remember, oh, I don't even know how long ago it was. I don't remember if I was in middle school or even if I was in elementary school, but you had this dream about me where Alpina was mm. completely covered in water and you couldn't find me and you couldn't find me. And I don't remember all the specific details. I do know what you say. But <laughs> when you did find me, I was actually swimming in the water, picking up trash off of the ground. And I, I don't remember when you shared that with me, but I have carried that in my heart for such a long time. And I feel like even, um, you know, after high school, I really struggled because I felt this deep desire to do meaningful work yeah, and yeah. to follow my passion. And um, I really just had a heart for people and I, I just didn't know how to do it. Right. And, and I, I had, didn't either. Right. <laughs> I had a lot of different voices you know, strong voices mm -hmm. telling me that it looked one way. It, it, this was how it is. Your passion is not going to um, support you. And, you know, this is crazy. This is nuts. And so, you know, and one, on one hand, I did actually try to take a small action step. You know, I decided, you know, I, I'm not going to go to college because I feel like that's just what people do. You know, it's just the expected thing. And I don't feel like that's where I'm going to thrive. It's not that I can't do it. I have gotten good grades my whole life. I've loved school my whole life. I just felt like that's not where I was supposed to be. And so I actually graduated high school early online 
um, because I had just found out we were going to move again. And I was like, well, I don't want to transfer schools and well, do all we that. Well, we had been through a lot of traumatic experiences as we, we haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do all that again. So I crammed the rest of my credits into, it was just a couple weeks online. I literally would get up at 4 a.m. and work all day online. Yeah. Um, just so that I could fill those, fulfill those credits and get graduated before we moved. So that's what I did. And then I was like, okay, well, that opens me up. Maybe I'll go to ministry school. Because in my frame of reference at the time, meaningful work meant that I was working it, with the church right, in some way. Right. Um, me too. I understand it now to mean something completely different. But at the time, I thought that that's how it had to be. And so... I was thinking, well, maybe I'll go to ministry school or maybe I'll help my grandma with this small group. Like my vision was so small because I didn't know any better. And so then we moved up to Michigan and I sat around for a year, basically just waiting for God's will to drop in my lap because I was so terrified to make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like if I made the wrong choice, I could miss out on my calling and I would miss out on that meaningful work that I was put here yeah. to do. And I love, by the way, you say meaningful work in that you're so good. I told her this morning, she's such a wordsmith. Like I love her posts. I'm like, Oh, she says that so beautifully and she captures it so well. But saying that meaningful work, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's what I have felt all my life. Like this, even though it didn't make sense because I ran off and eloped when I was 17. I didn't, I want to get a, a lot GED. Here, guys. There's a lot here. I've gone through a lot of marital <laughs> issues and we conquered that. I mean, but I've just been a stay at home mom in a sense, doing every odd job you can think of. I didn't qualify as far as the world's concerned for meaningful work, but I feel like I've been. I, it's been an insatiable hunger that has pulled me forward and forward and forward. Mm -hmm. And little did I even know then that that meaningful work would be together with you. Right. And that's what I, I, I've realized this week is just that, you know, even though that time in my life isn't a direct part of my doTERRA story, mm -hmm. it was laying the foundation mm -hmm. in a way that I had no idea of. Yeah. Um, and so now we get to do this meaningful work together <laughs> and you've created this beautiful vision for our year. And I just felt like this was something that we needed to share with you guys so that you understand why we're here. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Yeah. Well, and, and two, to even elaborate further again, we keep directing the podcast because we can't share everything in one thing. So we've broken these thoughts down into pieces as they're rising up to kind of help paint this picture fuller, fully. So if you um, go to the podcast and watch the last two podcasts that I actually posted that really kind of describe this journey and vision and passion and mission of doTERRA and why we are so partnered with them and, and why that's so important to us. It's going to help you understand because we really believe it's about a movement. It's mm -hmm. a global movement um, on so many levels. Um, and so I was just, I actually went for a hike yesterday at the park and um, I just needed to kind of quiet my mind and get some clarity. And I, a lot of questions like, 
that we've shared with you. What do you really want? You know, and then even in leadership, because I have a team of leaders um, that casting a vision for our team and where we're headed as a team. And I, I feel like it's it's meaningful. It has to be deep and meaningful or not do it at all. I'm not driven. Like I believe money is very valuable and important. I would, I'm way past not thinking that, but it isn't the driving force. It's a natural overflow of meaningful work. Right. And so I feel like what really has to be the core of our why is something incredible, incredibly meaningful. And I just needed some time to kind of process it out. And as I was hiking, I just thought, what, what wakes me up every morning? What is this thing that keeps driving me forward that I'm so passionate about? And it's, it's helping liberate people with truth about their health, about what's out there. And it, and it encompasses your health in your mindset. It encompasses your, your health in your wealth, in your relationships. It encompasses everything. And um, I believe that that's what doTERRA is doing. So the, the vision that I've kind of am casting for um, your essential stories for this year is that we would help reach our little team would reach 100 families. I'm not jumping out to a million families. I feel like this is a doable goal and mission for this year is to reach a hundred families um, with this doTERRA movement and adopt this natural lifestyle. And I say lifestyle because I really believe it brings life. It brings real life. It brings meaning and purpose. For it's not just how you live. Right. I mean, it, it's so much deeper. And, um, you know, how are we going to do this? Because I, I feel like you got to have a plan. How are you going to do this? And I feel like first and foremost, it has to come from us living this out ourselves first. Right. You have to lead by example. And that isn't to say that we have cornered the market on this. You know, like we are doing everything perfectly every day. We are not. But every day we're making a new step. And we're changing our mindset and we're making the physical changes and the emotional changes in our life. Um, and that's where all this material and content comes from. It's coming because we're leading this path. And I know that there are other families, there are other people out there who are ready for this. Yeah. Their hearts are ready to make changes. They are awakening. They are ready for new beginnings. They are ready to pick up the pen and they just need someone to walk alongside. And that is what your essential stories and our team is about. We want to walk alongside a hundred families and help them begin to create a new beginning, a new lifestyle in every area of their life. I love that because, you know, you talk about um, living it out ourselves. And I shared a little bit in an IGTV video yesterday about one of the things that really kept me coming back was the quality of the thought leaders that were attracted to mm -hmm. doTERRA and how they weren't just selling essential oils. They were actually living out this new, different lifestyle mm -hmm. that I had never been exposed yeah. to. And what it we was were hungry for that. Yeah, that we were hungry for. And that's what kept kept me coming back because they were living it. You know, they were selling essential oils, mm -hmm. but it wasn't just that. Yeah. It changed the whole facet right. of their or every what facet. What we're of their selling life. is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We're selling abundance. <laughs> we're selling a mindset shift. We're selling 
I just keep going back to that statement that I heard Garrett Gunderson to say, shout out to Garrett Gunderson. We love you. <laughs> he, he was talking about <laughs> liberation with, of truth. Like we are liberated by truth. And I think there's so many lies going on around us that we have bought into in our culture regarding health and the systems are broken and they're leading to more sickness and more illness and more disease. And um, your health is your wealth. You know, I, if you don't have it, you spend every living moment trying to get it. And so it, I, it also struck me as I was watching, I've been watching that series, um, The Truth About Cancer, their Asian series right now that's free. Um, and maybe we can put a link up. It's only good through tonight. But I just was realized as I was listening, as they've gone across Asia, sharing how these Asian countries, Eastern countries are addressing cancer and other major diseases from a natural perspective. And of course, having, you know, they've cured cancer over there. That's, it's not, they're not waiting for a cure. And the thing is, everything they're talking about is the lifestyle that doTERRA teaches us. And I realized that truly what they're doing for the cure for cancer and disease is the same thing we do for prevention. Sorry, I just can't. It's what we do for prevention. So if we would just adopt this lifestyle before we're in a crisis situation, before our children are in a crisis situation, before your husband and your, you know, you're in a crisis situation, how would that change the impact you can have on the world? Because when you're sick, when you're in poverty, you are limited by the influence you can have on the world. And we were created to have incredible influence on this world for good. Yeah. And I'm, and my mind is just really opening up to that more and more and more. I'm getting that vision and understanding that um, just a quick story going back to um, my younger years when I, I dealt with anorexia and bulimia and then um, went through some marital struggles, stopped starving myself and throwing up, but still was terribly obsessed with my weight in an unhealthy way. And it was after I had had you, was it after I had you or before I had you? Can't remember at this moment. Um, but I just remember, yeah, I had had you and I had gained like a hundred pounds with her. And then I had to work really hard for a year to lose it. And I was just so conscious. It consumed my thinking. And I remember going for a run one day um, after having kept a journal of every calorie. And maybe some of you can relate to this. Every calorie, everything, beat myself up for any naughty thing that I thought I had done. I would go run, 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 trying to burn off calories, trying so hard to stay a certain way and look a certain way. And I was tired. I was just exhausted. And I just remember going for a run one day and literally just emotionally hit this brick wall. Couldn't run anymore. I started bawling on this walk. Was, that's what it ended up being. And I walked back to the house and I sat out in the front yard crying and I prayed just that there had to be more. I knew in my heart there had to be more to this life, to this Christian life, to what God created us for than this. So every waking minute of my life was consumed thinking about and worrying about being fat or thin or looking a certain way. And then that just got replaced by something else and something else. When we're liberated from those things, 
we are free to create mm -hmm. amazing things and have amazing influence on this world. Um, and, you know, there's, I, I'm going to bring us, I don't know where you are on your spiritual journey. We're, we're all over the map, <laughs> but there is a scripture that has always hung in my heart. It's a prophetic scripture that talked about that the glory of the Lord would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And I still feel like that's what all this is doing because the glory of the Lord is a beautiful thing. It's the light. It's the love covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. And we all have a piece of that here to contribute and expand. We're, we, we should always be for joyful expansion. It's part of who we are in our DNA to constantly be creating new things, mm -hmm. new ideas, expanding to all kinds of different, it's a place of incredible uh, creativity and fun and joy. Right. And um, so I don't know how I got on that, but that was somewhere in all of this. This is part of where the vision came for. Um, so first we're going to live it out ourselves. Okay. <laughs> Second, we're going to know these basic principles like the back of our hands, yeah. which is Basically, I mean, we're immersing ourselves in learning more and more and more yeah. about it. Because um, it really is, it's not complicated. Right. It really isn't when you boil all the stuff down. It comes down to stuff that you can say on your hand that we've learned over and over. We've heard over and over. It's simple. Do you want to name those since I've talked so much? <laughs> no, go. Keep going. Okay. So the, the basic prim principles are, I mean, doTERRA has what they call a wellness pyramid. But I was just thinking about what if I boiled everything I know down into some very simple things that I could teach someone else really simply. And then they can teach someone else really simply. I mean, it boils down to number one, nutrition. And not a certain diet, but just whole food, unprocessed, real food, because nutrition is the foundation of everything else. And there is no one diet that fits everyone. Mm -mm. No. I, I think we want a special, like we want a there to be pill. a magic <laughs> pill, but there's not. And part of finding the diet that works for you is, again, learning to listen to your body and learning to listen to that mm -hmm. voice inside because what works for you might not be what works for everyone else. I feel like there are some basic principles as far as nutrition goes um that are present in all of the diets like mom said whole food unprocessed um sugar yeah. limited sugar that sort of thing um and then you can get into the meat versus no yeah. meat and all of that kind of thing but at the end of the day it there's really no one size fits all for diet or for anything right because we're all individuals mm -hmm. and that might not even what you settle on now might not be what's best for you a couple years from now, because your chemistry is always changing as well as you gain health and, and all of that. So nutrition is huge. I mean, we know that medicine, that, that mood, food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food is what Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, and that has not changed. Like that is the medicine that all of these people are well, using across the globe. Well, it can be medicine or it can be a slow poison. poison. Yeah, As, um, absolutely. Um, so organic, non-GMO, those things are really important. Um, so nutrition, eliminating toxins from your environment. And this one is actually sometimes people's next best step mm -hmm. um, because it's pretty simple. It is. Uh, a lot of different swaps you can do, you know, just being more aware 
of the toxicity that products bring into your house. I think this was really some of our starting point. Mm -hmm. Um, just being very mindful of the products that I'm using with my kids, the products that I'm using to clean with, because those things are absorbed through your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, the things that I'm using to make the air smell better, that can be a really, really big one. Things Um, we're slathering on our skin when we get out. And this is a thing we didn't have this awareness 10, 15 years ago. This has been, um, we've been becoming more aware as a people and a culture. And um, I feel like it's a pretty common knowledge kind of it's thing. It's becoming now. so. And I think what the cool thing is that we have had so many entrepreneurs and companies that have have stood into this and said and offered some really awesome solutions. Of course, doTERRA, we have incredible solutions for that. And we love teaching people how to use, you know, like you can make stuff if you like to make stuff, but there are pre-done safe products using essential oils that are really great too. Um, And it's just, it's great. Just think of it like a bathtub. Okay. Like your body is this bathtub. Toxins are coming in through a faucet and everything's plugged and you've got to turn the faucet off or it eventually starts to overflow. And that overflow is all the crap that starts happening in your health. Well, I think the thing that really, um, got that really clicked for me was that you know when i started learning about all of this stuff one of the things that uh really opened my mind was the um this emerging field of study called epigenetics mm-hmm. and that really cracked a lot of things open for me um because you know 10 years before i met my husband he had cancer and we just kind of thought one day he's probably going to have cancer again right. i mean the doctors just kind of tell you be warned you'll probably get cancer again right. um here you'll have to hold this <laughs> okay um sorry my children are waking up from their nap so <laughs> anyways you want to explain how epigenetics works well epigenetics is just the study that they've understood that for so long they were teaching us that um, genes meant everything. If you were passed down and you got genes, you're just screwed because you got genes for it, right? And that's what we were taught. That's what medical science taught. But now they know that isn't true. Um, epigenetics is the study and understanding that you are not your genes, that genes expressions can be shut off and turned on. And it's all through your environment and the different things that you might be predisposed to. Um, and there's a whole nother podcast we could do just about genes that we don't have an understanding of that is super cool. Like, um, I won't even go into it because if I do, we'll run out of time, (laughs) but we'll definitely have to come back to that study, um, about genes because that is fascinating. But ultimately the takeaway from epigenetics is we can change. You are not stuck. You are not stuck. You can totally, totally change. And, um, through these simple things that we're talking about and modifications in your life, you can change the outcome and you do not have to live in fear of a shoe getting ready to drop. So nutrition, eliminating toxins from our environment, and this can be fun. It can be totally fun. (laughs) Eliminating toxins from our environment, Um, cleansing our bodies, you know, just like I was using that bathtub, you know, that, you need things to be flowing. Like flow in your body is super important. Your the air that you breathe through your body is we you know we know is super super important. Energy flowing through your body, blood, lymph, all of these things need to flow. And when we get toxic, it's like a stopped up pipe 
and then things begin to back up and then we begin to have all kinds of things going on as a result of that. Um, and it can be little things that we just write off. It could be skin rashes and irritations that we just think is a rash or don't even get me on my soapbox about allergies. Okay. Um, but cleansing our bodies can be very simple. It doesn't have to be profound. Like you can do something a little bit more broad, you know, bigger, a couple times a year, but cleansing your body on a regular basis can be as simple as just fresh, pure, purified water, lots of it. And with an essential oil like lemon or wild orange in it, or slim and sassy, which is just a metabolic bun, because they're very naturally cleansing. They help clean off the cell receptor sites in your body that allow your body to absorb the nutrients from food that you're eating better. So that can be simple. That's just an easy, easy thing. It doesn't have to be complicated. We have an oil called Zendocrine, and that can be a great way to cleanse your body. And sweating. Like, we hide in air conditioning all summer. But I was telling Shelby this morning, sweating is really, really important. And you'll find that a lot of people in a lot of these very healthy fields are all investing in saunas or infrared mm -hmm. saunas because there is, it's important for our bodies to get heated sometimes. There is a cleansing process that happens with that, killing off, you know, pathogens and keeping things balanced. So don't run from sweat. It's good to get sweaty. It's good to work hard. That's a natural part. So we've talked about nutrition, eliminating toxins, cleansing your body, moving your body, like move past exercise for losing weight, move your body to keep flow. Like I said, your air in your lungs and throughout your body, you know, yoga talk calls it um, prana, right? prana and then there's chi in Chinese medicine, but it's all referring to the same thing. It's referring to that air and energy flow in our body. Um, the blood, things need to be flowing. Lymph, things need to be flowing. And guess what helps keep everything moving and flowing? Movement of any sort. Movement, breathing, deep breathing exercises. This is the value of yoga. Um, but walking, anything that's moving your body is going to help keep all that stuff flowing. And it's super important that that stuff keeps flowing. So get outside. I mean, that's part of moving your body. I would encourage you every day. You have children, get outside. If you have elderly in your home, get outside. Because the ground, the green, the dirt, it helps. Your, God created it naturally to get rid of the negative charges in our body. So when you feel like really worked up and negative, go outside because it literally, the ground will absorb those negative charges. And then the sunlight and the oxygen and the chlorophyll and all the things that come from the green trees and the flowers and all of that helps replenish us and give positive charge to our bodies. Um, these are simple things. These yeah. aren't complicated. And then I think one, oh, there's our baby girl. There she is. Then, and this is the perfect segue because love, peace, um, emotions. You know, when we were watching this um, Asian thing, they were talking about the power of your emotions to basically either help you heal or keep you from healing, even with the greatest medicine in the world. Right. Um, emotion is so powerful. So learning to live at peace with yourself and with others, walking in love, touch, la the power of laughter. You know, the Bible says that laughter is good medicine and science has proven that that is actually true. Negativity actually 
kills your immune system and laughter actually boosts your immune system. So learning, we call it handling stress, but it's, we have to learn how to handle these emotional, emotionally charged situations that we're in in a healthy way. And there's, you know, I really encourage people, and I know Shelby does too, to, to start your morning um, in quiet meditation, in reading meaningful material, whether that's a book or it's a Bible for you or whatever it is, but really taking control of your mind and your thoughts. Otherwise, your life will take control over you. And it will run roughshod over you. You have the power to control your life by learning to control your thoughts and by learning to control your emotions. You're way more powerful than you ever, ever, ever realized. And if you leave this time with that thought, that is our heart's desire, that you are God's highest form of creation and you have the power within to heal yourself. And it isn't going to be me that heals you. It's not oils that heals you. It's not anything outside of you that heals you. It's you. The power is within you when you learn these things and begin to tap into them. And that is what your essential stories is all about. Like this is our life's mission to continue to break these things down and inspire you and share with you what we're learning. And like I said, our goal this year is to help 100 families um, come into this, this understanding and be liberated um, with this truth. And so um, we are just, thank you for letting me, okay, she ditched me because <laughs> Maisie woke up, the babies woke up. Um, which often happens, but I think that we've summed it up pretty well. I wish she was here because she always sums it up even better with what we're doing. But I hope that this has given you a little taste of what who we are. And in subsequent podcasts, we'll probably continue to drip out other pieces of our story. And, and I think that's important. I think it's important to share our stories so that you understand that there's hope for you because if you just look at us and go, Oh, aren't they cute little blonde mommy and daughter? And aren't they just, they see you see pictures on Facebook or something and you're like, Oh, and you know what? We have this tendency to then just put this person over here and say, but this is me. I want you to know that this is who we are. We have a story. We've been through things. We aren't saying these things from some, Pollyanna place or words that we just read, but we've not lived and experienced. And I'm telling you, there is hope for you. There is the opportunity for you to make any changes in your life that you really want to make. The, the ultimate question is, and only you can answer it, is what do you really want? Because if you're not clear on that, nothing else will be clear. So what do you really want? What do you want for your life? What do you want for your health? What do you want for your future? What do you want for your mindset? What do you want for your financial future? What do you want? If what we have shared about you want, then you need to reach out to us. 
and we will gladly walk this journey with you. We are looking for people to pour our time, our heart, our resources, and our energy into because we want to see people liberated and free and then carrying that message to others. That's how we change the world. It's one life at a time. There's no email marketing scheme that can do that. It is person to person, life to life, relationship to relationship. And that is what we are offering you. So I strongly encourage you, if, if this resonates with you, that you need to reach out to us. We're not going to chase you down. We're not into that. We believe that there are people out there who are going to chase us down because they resonate with this message. So you can private message us. You can email at us at youressentialstories at gmail.com. Um, but it's obviously probably just as easy to just private message us on either Instagram or Facebook. And we will get back with you. Um, I have posted in our Insta stories and we'll post this on our Facebook stories as well. Um, a natural solutions kit. If you're serious about a lifestyle change, then that's that's the first step. You need to step into that. And we can talk more about that. And we will always make sure that you know how to use everything that's there and begin to implement it into your lives. We have incredible follow-up support programs. And we will give you everything that we have, every part of our heart to you for those that are really committed to this. So I just want to thank you for joining us today. I'm going to go ahead and end. And um, I hope that this has inspired you to discover what you really want and dream that new dream, pick up that pen and be ready to write a new story. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today. We are so honored that you chose to spend your time with us, and we pray that it encourages and inspires you to take the next step in your life. Be sure you subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already done so, so that you get notifications when we release a new episode. And if you enjoyed your time with us, please share the link with a friend and on your favorite social media platform. If you're not currently a wholesale member or working with a doTERRA wellness advocate and would like to know more about these life-giving oils, how they can support your emotional and physical needs, then Shelby and I would love to help you. So please email us at youressentialstories at gmail.com. We can answer any questions you may have, direct you to helpful resources, and help you get these oils into your home at the best possible price. We also have an awesome private Facebook community for members only where we share stories, helpful, have helpful continuing education, and meaningful connection. And if you've been looking for a meaningful home-based business that is changing the face of healthcare in our lifetime, then you need to contact me. We can set up a time to go over the basics, answer your questions, and see if this is a good fit for you. I'm always on the lookout for capable women who care about their own health and the health and well-being of others, who have a humble heart and desire to serve, who also desire to make a difference in the world while still having the flexibility and freedom of being able to take your business wherever you go. Our team offers exceptional on-the-job training and ongoing support. With doTERRA, you are in business for yourself, but never by yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember, it's never too late to dream a new dream and to write a new story, whether it's in your physical health, emotional health, or financial health.